0: and welcome to Why Does the Wilhelm Scream, a podcast about all things cinema and a lot of things non-cinema. I'm Brock Kingsley. I am Jason Wiseman. And today we're having a conversation about the films we're watching, films we're looking forward to, and the director, Paul Thomas Anderson, whose film The Master celebrates its 10th year of being a thing that exists in this world. (laughs) Later this month, we'll be taking a deeper dive into The Master. It's Um, going into fourth grade. Yes, it is, right? Or fifth grade, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, kids, kids these days. Right. So, Jason, how
1: how are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be doing this. I've, I honestly, I know this sounds kind of like self-serving in a way, but I've been wanting to do this for a while. I'm glad that we had the serendipitous meet cute that 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 whatever it was, and that we can make this happen because at really a seems... movie theater over popcorn, uh, right, right, and a, and a and a shared mutual hatred of the movie Belfast. <laughs> yes, and it
0: sucked so bad.
1: <laughs> the pretentious piece of shit Belfast. Oh, and the color transitions. Fuck uh, off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but but no, I've been wanting to do a film based podcast for a really long time, and so to get back to it and to be able to do this and Again, doesn't matter if if it's just our moms listening. And I apologize for all the curse words that we're right, going to say. But right. uh,
0: my mom is not going to listen. She I don't know that my mother knows what podcasts are. <laughs> um, she does know what Instagram is, but uh, well, we can put it up there. But too. she never puts pictures up or
1: anything. <laughs> so. We can just put it on in her car, like as a as a you know as a thing in the background. I mean, like and then she'll there. be like, "Is that you?" She's and like, you never come to visit. <laughs> So yeah, ever,
0: ever, ever. Um, I'm I'm glad we're here too. I'm glad to be doing this as well. Um, You know, I was telling someone else this where I've I've written about books, I've written about music, Um, I've never talked about films in this way. Um, I mean, as a quote unquote critic. I know this is an audio format, so people can't see me doing air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) Right, We need some sort of roadcaster air quotes noise. Air quotes.
1: <laughs> that's not it, but but that's that that's fine. that's the most exciting thing I've seen. I, that that really makes my month because I when I had done my podcast beforehand, all of this stuff was all just post edit stuff. This it's it's come so it's come so far as this this is that's amazing. This,
0: what's the what's the telex version of? Of yeah, I don't. I, no, you're just I had yeah.
1: to hire people to come in and clap for me. That was <laughs> no. I had a very. I had a real. I had a whole foley department that came into my into my friend's uh, den. That and, sounds uh, awkward. <laughs> yeah. People just standing there to 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 applaud. It was very um, that John Candy radio scene in Little Shop of Horrors, where um, <laughs> you know he's walking with the shoes on the desk. And
0: okay, <laughs> <laughs> right, what else? What else have you been um, other than like?
1: John Candy references. What else uh, you been into?
0: What else you been? Did you start Heat Two yet? I did. I finished it
1: actually. Okay, so, t- tell me. Um, it's pulpy. I, I will say it's not like it's not literature by any sense of this. Any, any any stretch of the imagination, it's not literature. I will say that it was a damn good story though. Like it would have. I'm surprised. Aside from the fact that. And so, what I'm talking about is Heat 2, the novel by Michael Mann and Meg Gardiner. I don't know how to pronounce her last <coughs> name, so I apologize for if. It, um, I'm Wait, are you suggesting it that Michael Mann had a ghostwriter? Well, it's on this? the it's on the it's on the jacket, oh. so I'm assuming so. Um, although they're definitely praising it as a, a Michael Mann's yeah, first novel. Yeah, I was going to say it's really, it's really been. So I, I don't know the the delineation of responsibilities that that happened when in the writing of the book. Um, so it goes into what i would say is it would make a great movie so it, it 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 um it follows directly after the events of heat and you follow chris and um, val kilmer's character and then you go about i think it's from like 86 to 2000 i have to look at the book to, or 88 to 2000 you go back about 12 years before the events of heat and um how uh the, the basically another score for the crew and kind of what turned Neil Macaulay, um, De Niro's character into kind of this hardened, um, you know, criminal like, mastermind. Well, not only that, but like the, the guy who will walk away from anything within 30 seconds. You you understand that this, that backstory of what caused him to be that guy is told here. And then, of course, you talk, then you follow Vincent Hanna, um, Pacino's character, the cop, in both scenarios as well, which is weird because it... it, it and I will say this... If you were to make this into a movie, and I don't want to give anything away from the people who have are reading it or have or want to read it, the um, combining of all the storylines could seem a little contrived if you don't play it out well enough. Um, because Hannah is involved in the thing that's back in you know back in the past, he doesn't ever come across Macaulay. Um, is that a wasted opportunity? Should they have
0: like come across? Should they have been like? Well long nemesis it, but it, but, it, but, it, but
1: with he being so it's very Godfather to esque, right so it starts yeah, it, it has a beginning, you know, it has, it has it, a it, beginning it, it, a middle it, and it, an end, end. right no. yeah, just like Godfather 2 <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's a prequel and a sequel in the same sense um, it uh, I guess it would be I I think it, it I'd green light it today if if someone were to give me the money to do it um, Does he have trouble getting things green with anymore? I mean What's it? um none of his I don't know I, to be fair. I have not kept track of what he's been doing as of late, but As far as I know like the insider was a huge bomb and of course These are movies that are decades old at this point <laughs> the insider was a huge bomb Miami Vice did not do well um, and then uh, Ma- Ali did not do well mm. and so he had a few string of like high-profile box office failures yeah. Yeah. Um, I know heat and did what well. I mean like so it's hard to say I mean like I I you know I think all of those movies were if not hugely well received they were at least mediocre and the people were just like okay it's fine yeah. um, I ride for Black Hat man <laughs> yeah and that was like and so that was another like huge huge failure that was a that was a a, a major money loser. Um did he he did Collateral right he did Collateral yeah. with Jamie Foxx so yeah. I think that made money because that was Cruise um, so I don't know I, I don't I, I don't think. Was that it Cruz named Vincent in that movie too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um now you would have a casting problem here, obviously, because uh the Kilmer can't do the role. Ashley Judd's not gonna do the role. There. And it takes place directly after um directly after Heat. So you'd have to do a manhunter kind of thing where you're you know, you're 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 recasting right. um right. you know, you're, you, Anthony Hopkins is not gonna play Hannibal right. Lecter anymore, right? right. It's so right. um What about Hank Azaria? this is character (laughs) no no Hank Azaria's. weirdly enough like that whole thing so you you follow Chris um and then he obviously does try to get back with Charlene or at least he does try to to find out where Charlene is but it's not but Hank Azaria Hank Azaria's characters isn't mentioned the only really characters they do mention all of the crew like Trejo and, and uh um Tom Sizemore's character um Haysbert's not in it of course um, who was the uh, Who was the other person Who was the other person In the um, Crew Was it just Trejo And, and Sizemore And then Chris and, and Val Kilmer And De Niro And yeah. then Haysbert Was just the, the Oh They
0: picked him up At the diner right He was He had
1: just gotten out On parole Right <clears throat> But he was also he but He wasn't He was only he was only picked up because Trey got yeah Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Henry
0: Rollins had a conversation with and the other guy uh, Wayne
1: grow Wayne grow. Yes, so um, it does follow voice character voice characters in it Um, Chris Charlene um, Pacino and De Niro of course and then uh, you'd have to do a younger version of all of them and then that's basically it. Yeah, Chris gets involved with the Taiwanese Chinese um, syndicate and like it's a, it, it really is like I I mean like it's not something that it is a very much a beach read kind of whatever you know it is very a light but if if you like the movie Heat I would definitely recommend um, you know taking a yeah, just so it's just not Flaubert, but it but it is a <laughs> right right. <laughs>
0: it's, it, yeah, it's five hundred in the Michael Mann universe. Uh, yeah. It's it's a good. Follow. Okay, yeah, I am not gonna read it, so I'm glad that you. Enjoyed well, then I'll spoil it, it to you
1: off air for yeah, sure. I mean, please, yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah. And that <laughs> I don't. When the movie comes out?
0: I don't. When. I do care. Um, I, I, I've I have i have gone back into Olivier Assay's films. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably because of the. Irma Vep reboot on yeah, HBO. Have yeah. you watched that? Have you? Have I have you watched not that watched that the reboot. No, <clears throat> it's it's interesting. I mean, it's very much kind of a like meta Russian doll <laughs> resting right. doll yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but so I went back and and I watched the original yeah. Irma Vep yeah. and um, then just started to rewatch Personal Shopper and Clouds of Silmarie and um, late August early September. Yeah, um, some they're just yeah they're they're great right i mean they're have you seen
1: his his i mean much of his work i'm just i've seen her i've seen personal <laughs> shop i i missed the clouds of silver maria i um but i i've liked them all i mean like mm. it's one of their those movies i have to kind of be in the mood for them right They're. it's it's a are it, you saying they're very french <laughs> they are very french um and I will say that the, the, it, it's for me. It's very easy to miss the sweet spot of me Like I mean like of course enough of you it multiple times then you know what you're getting into yeah. but like If I don't if those don't hit me the right way, I have a tendency to kind of be a little bit dismissive um, And for no good reason to be quite honest, it's just a bit it, it happens, right? Right, right So I, I didn't really love <clears throat> personal shopper the first time I saw it I think it took me another time to get to to kind of let it soak in and like really appreciate it so um, but yeah I'm am I'm, I'm familiar with yeah. it but it's but it's weirdly enough like it's not something I always think when I hear Vep, I always think that that movie was made many many years before it actually was made so like when I hear about it I'm like oh no no oh, that no, was that no. wasn't that long ago like, <laughs> like
0: it was like 96 right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. have you seen the original the Louis fouillade uh, the vampire? No. It's 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 on the Criterion channel now but um so I started watching that as I was watching the, okay. the Vep series too. Yeah. It's just really cool. I mean to think this was like 19 I don't know. It was like what early 1900s, right? 1912, yeah. Yeah. 19 somewhere around there. Um, It's just yeah. It 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 must have been just groundbreaking at the time to to watch that. Yeah. um, In serial form, but also just what they were doing like on 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 camera at that
1: point. Um, Those time machine kind of events, right? That we these like I'd love to be able to go back and sit in on certain things.
0: Do you think they knew like? I, you always wonder if like geniuses know that they're geniuses in the moment right. or if they're just like no we're just gonna
1: fucking try something and, and it works and it's like yeah <laughs> I think there's gotta be a level of um, that I think there's probably it's probably both right I mean there's probably a level yeah. of like where if you're Einstein you realize you're seeing things in a different way that um, In the, that people are seeing them But also if you're just but I mean I'm sure there's a lot of like let's throw it against the wall and see what sticks Right. I mean and and obviously a lot of luck involved in even that so yeah. I'm sure yeah. there was some you Let's know.
0: let's break things and put it see how we can put it back together <laughs> it's like, Yeah, look what we, we made something brand new, right? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I also picked up the um, the double the double feature Blu ray of the souvenir and the souvenir part two. Okay. Yeah. Um and was re rewatching those and um I'm a big Joanna Hogg fanboy. Um she's got a new one coming out. The Eternal House, I think, with <clears throat> Tilda Swinton again. Um I forget who else, but yeah. Because they were they were
1: classmates. Yeah, right? Tilda Swinton's been around. For, I, 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 so I get the emails. I don't have Mubi from Tilda Swinton. <laughs> yeah, Tilda, we we go way back. She's been around for a while. Uh, no, I get the emails from Mubi, and they've been on a Tilda Swinton kick as well. I don't have movie which I I it's one of those ones I've always like. I, I have so many, you know, obviously I'd like to get anybody else. <laughs> this is a weird humble breath. I have so many streaming <laughs> channels. Like it's just, I can't I have, have all the streaming channels of the best streaming right. channels. And so what I do is I stream them regardless of whether I'm watching them or not. I just set them up and have them stream. Yes. So it's like, I'm constantly just bouncing back and forth between devices to make sure that I'm getting the most out of my content. Just put um, the content straight into your veins. <laughs> right. Just a free Jack kind of a scenario. Um, as we talk Irma Vep and Free Jack, this, this, in this, yes, this, yes, in this yes, episode, of, yes, yeah. why does the uh, Wilhelm scream? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Mubi has been sending a lot of like uh, Tilda Swinton um, it, offerings and a lot of her early stuff. But I, I'm a, I was assuming not only because of the new movie that's coming out, but she obviously did Three Thousand Years of Longing right. um, with uh, George Miller and Idris Elba, which was interesting. I did see that. I went to. Um, it's not great, um, but it's a lot of fun. It's it's one of those things where like I'm I'm like overly forgiving of it because I'm excited that George Miller's making movies yeah. and that he's able to. It it's, I would I, when I say it's not great. I'm not. It's they're certainly not bad. It's certainly watchable. It's enjoyable. Obviously, I I think, Idris is, uh, horrifically watchable no matter what he does. To be quite honest. Um, oh, a, a 100%. <laughs> He's just kind of magnetic uh, and like yes, yes. I mean the the guy's kind of a dream boat. I mean, right, uh, for movie. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um even in cats, weirdly enough. Right. Um and then and and I think yeah, obviously Tilda is as well. Um so it's it's very like it's very playful. It's almost like Gilliam in a way. But you could clearly see where um like a lot of it it didn't seem like he had the budget to really do a lot of the cgi effects they seem to like they seemed kind of fake so right. um but it but it was uh it was a fun movie i mean it's i'm not sure if you're familiar with the concept i mean it's yeah. just it's yeah so
0: yeah yeah uh, i mean it, that's sort of been the consensus i think is that it's not it's not great but
1: I'll sit there and watch it and right i would never deny the ability for like it, and it's one of those things where like a visionary director it, I, I think we can say that safely. I mean, like. Yeah, um, I think so. I mean, the man made Mad Max and Babe. Right, I, 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 right. So. And Happy Feet. And, I mean, and that's oh, like, that's yeah. right. Happy Feet. Yes. So there you go. I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and so to that extent, um, I, I lost my train of thought. But but uh, but so I'm, I'm happy to see. That he's getting a budget that he's getting scripts made that he's getting movies made yeah. and then and, and into his I think he's 85 now so I mean like yeah, yeah. and was he's many... doing Furiosa too right the follow-up to, to right. Fury Road so. right which is interesting like I do you think that's when he started out in 79 that that's what he like <laughs> thought he was gonna be stuck with for the entirety of his career is coming back to the Mad Max universe I mean is that something that I,
0: I don't know I mean okay here's a my kind of stupid pretentious thing to say that, <laughs> sure. that I have said a number of times to many people but like, if you, you want know to go ahead and Hit that clap button yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: You know him Hemingway said right that that I'm paraphrasing right that we're lucky if we have one thing to write about right? sure And right. we can write about that one thing and in, in, in a variety of different ways And I think I, I mean, I don't think that George Miller is just has one thing right? being the Mad Max thing. But I mean he was also a doctor. Right. So I mean did he ever I mean, you know, as he's practicing doctor, is he like, I wonder if I'll be stuck. Like <laughs> I mean so Heart after heart. Like I heart know, heart. I know, I know. Um <laughs>
1: I, just but I think but
0: him. I think he is but I also think like coming back to to older material. And taking a fresh look and a fresh spin and sort of a fresh approach right and trying something different I think there's something probably rewarding in that as well And now he's got look there's there's new technology, right? He can do different things right um that he couldn't do before And and I mean how cool is it to have something like that be
1: able to play with new toys? Right, Right. yeah, and to see what And to do it fairly well, I mean like yeah, yeah, I mean mad max fury road was uh Yeah, I mean it was a it was eye opening. It was it was it was it was, it, was it, it obviously built upon what Beyond the Thunderdome laid the ground laid the groundwork right. for, and then you know, <clears throat> and Tina Turner and her role, and obviously then you move directly into Furious, right?
0: yes, and and and, and, and I put like giant speakers and amplifiers on top of my car, um, <laughs> as
1: well. And your red footy pajamas and, and flaming gu- a guitar. Yes,
0: yes, and and have spray painted my face silver um, <laughs>
1: on a regular
0: <laughs> regular basis,
1: just like to get pumped up. You know, when I go out for groceries, right, it's good that he didn't get it taken away from him either like because it could have been like some, you know, Jack and Apes that just made another like feral child, you know, and shoehorned Gibson in right. some way. Right. The because we need able- more milk. <laughs> we really do. We really, really do. Dude, uh, weirdly enough, uh, I, I, I was like poking around. There's supposed to be, and I don't necessarily know. I mean, this is probably many, many years ago at this point, but there was supposed to be a follow-up to Passion of the Christ. There was supposed to be a Passion of the Christ too, and <laughs> I don't, I don't know where, but like, I don't know where it is in the in the development life cycle, but uh, of, of films. But part of me really kind of wants to see uh, that movie. Yeah, I
0: just, I mean, I. I can you just imagine, sort of like the subtitle, the, you know, like yeah, the Passion of the Christ. Christ two colon. I don't <laughs> want to do that. I don't know. What are what are some films you're looking forward to? There's a lot of stuff. Some of it looks terrible, but there's a lot of like interesting things I think um, yeah. coming up on the horizon too.
1: Obviously, we're getting into horror film season as well, and I think there's like the, almost all, everything that's coming out shortly is is. Or tinted, or at least when I saw Three Thousand Years, everything was. Sorry about that. When I saw Three Thousand Years, most of it was um, like the. There's a movie called Barbarians. I think. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, that,
0: yeah. That, With uh, the Scarsgard.
1: Yeah, the, yeah. It, where he's the like Scarsgard. <laughs> <laughs> right, you get Scarsgard a Bill, Bill. <laughs> um, where he's in a house, like where, you know, he's like in sort of some sort of Airbnb, um, and then there's obviously Don't Worry, Darling, which i'm gonna see just for the spectacle right i'm gonna see like just to like i think there's something to be said i said i'm not totally sold on on wild as a filmmaker as of yet i did like book smart although i think it got to be a little bit i I mean it was a teen comedy right it wasn't like and it was supposed to be breakfast club super bad um uh to that extent it, it it worked well i mean it did what it didn't needed to do um yeah, and so like, yeah, the, you almost have to see. Don't worry, I don't because because of the train wreck of it all. Right, if it is right. as train wrecky as you as you yeah. hope it to be, what I hope is it's not mediocre. I hope that it's either complete garbage <laughs> right. or or, or like, it's great. Wait, or it's, or everyone's yeah. wrong. This is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I, I will see Florence Pugh in anything.
0: I mean, after after watching her like first and and Lady Macbeth, I'm like, okay, like whatever you do next, I'm I'm going. I don't care. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm buying tickets. I'm buying stock. Let's yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, she's definitely. Um, I mean, yeah. Again, speaking of someone who's magnetic and just like, like, <laughs> compelling in a way that you don't. I mean, I, and I, obviously, she's, I mean, attractive in, in all the natural and all the you know normal ways of someone being attractive. But she also doesn't like really kind of fit. The, I don't. I, I, we won't, this won't be in the fucking podcast. <laughs> don't worry about. it. does fit. She doesn't fit the money Yeah. She doesn't fit. I don't know. She doesn't necessarily seem to me like she fits the mold of like what a like a living in a wild. Like you know, what I'm saying like this kind like of a like ch- tall. Yeah. striking cheekbones. Right. Right. She right. seems like she could uh, it kick your ass in, in, in a lot of different ways, which is not necessarily to say anything, you know, derogatory. It's just right. it's just different in its. Do you ever right. watch her like
0: cooking on Instagram and stuff? Like she used no, to that like, where we, she would like make dinner on Instagram
1: and it was it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. You should check that out. I, I do I do like I think I do love the story and I love movies that are like that that are, that are, that have all of this nonsense around them, you know, in in the sense of, you had Shia LaBeouf and you have Harry Styles who's spitting on Chris Pine, <laughs> spitting on Chris Pine, um, you all of these and and all of this kind of like. You know, Sedacus delivering papers. You know, uh, when she's up on stage introducing the film, and Florence Pugh dating Zach Braff, who's Sedacus's best friend, kind of thing. Right, which is a weird. Right. how the hell did those guys become best friends? How did they start dating? Right. I mean, no, no, no shade to Zach Braff.
0: I mean, no, no, um, that's but, but whatever. I mean. They're 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 like a hundred years apart in age. Which yeah. I mean, whatever. They're two right, consenting sure. adults, and I don't mean to tell <laughs> anybody what they should or should not do. And I'm sure it's true love that'll last forever. So let's yeah, just yeah. Let's we can just leave it at that. As most Hollywood relationships are. Right. Yeah. You know? Everybody
1: and, is Newman and Woodward. It's all that's how it all works out. <laughs> yes start charities <laughs> right. and
0: make snacks that my dog really likes. So. <laughs> yeah. And the most
1: delicious salad dressings the man has ever had. So uh, yes, yes, they, are. um, <laughs> you know, it's it, like what I'm looking forward to. It, you know, I, it's a weird since COVID hit. It's a weird time. Cause it's like, it's hard to really truly know what's coming out and where, right? right? <clears throat> like I'm interested in, I'm interested in Amsterdam. Um, uh, obviously I am not a huge David O Russell fanboy. I, I didn't really care for Silver linings playbook. Um, I I liked his early work. I liked Three Kings a lot. I liked Three Yeah, yeah. And Three Kings was really um, good. But I think yeah. yeah, I think and then I really liked one of his earlier movies was called Flirting with Disaster, which was one of the funniest movies I've seen, I know. I mean it was
0: that was the that the was ben the Stiller. Ben Stiller yeah.
1: and um
0: Patricia uh, Arc, Brolin. Yeah. And, Brolin and, and Brolin. Yeah, and, and yeah, his you know, Art thing. thing. Yeah,
1: I mean all of it.
0: <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. It was um, really, really Alan well Alda done. too,
1: right? Yeah, Alan Alda. Yeah. Um, um Ta Leone was in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so yeah, was I love that movie. Uh, highly, highly recommend that that movie. Um it doesn't get enough like it's weird that he's so big at this point and that there's not a lot of like talk about his earlier films like that. Um, and I guess three Kings was a pretty big three
0: Kings kind of was big. coming back. Yeah, that was, that was a big one and with, with Marky Mark and, um,
1: <laughs> and, Spike uh,
0: and, 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 and Spike and Spike and George King. Clooney and ice.
1: King. Yeah. I mean, and I, I remember when spanking the monkey came out, that was a pretty big, like notable Sundance hit. Um, or, I mean, you know, or I mean, I think at least it was a, um, you know, a, a festival hit. I'm not sure if it was a head at fun. Fons- I'm assuming it was, cause everything was either at Sundance or nothing at that particular point in time. Right. Um, I'm interested in there. uh, the whale. I mean, like I'm. I you know. Again, I think it's kind of silly for anybody to get 18 minutes of standing ovations at a at a film festival. I don't know what you. I don't know if that really helps Brendan Fraser much, but um yeah. And I don't. I mean, I'm interested in in seeing. I mean, yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting film. I don't really buy into the Brendan Fraser Renaissance necessarily. I don't think it's going to be like a. But <laughs> like I, I mean, I hope that he gets. Right. I hope he gets good material to choose from. um right. But I don't see him like he's not McConaughey, right? It's not. I don't know as if it's going to be a. Where he's going to just be able to find himself the pick of the roles coming up as far as like leading romantic men
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a different I think Brendan Fraser's probably entered into a different phase of Sure, this now, right, right,
1: um, right, which would be great I mean if you go back to and again, I mean like he's not gonna do this necessarily But if he could go back to being in a gods and monsters type role, yeah. you know Like where he's just doing good quality work film over right. film then yeah I mean like does he really want to go back to make George of the Jungle or Encino Man or?
0: well And, and I mean I mean last from the, the past two and we we all start to look different as we age, right? But I this is gonna. I hope this comparison makes sense, right? But I think a lot about how Alec Baldwin looked in, say, like Hunt for Red October, or uh, what was the movie he was in where he was like, in the, uh, and he was shirtless a lot. Um, and very
1: hairy Alec Baldwin. Yeah, there was a couple of those, like that that whole like '80s period when he was in. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then the Mike, remake of Miami, The Getaway, and um, right, he was yeah. in Miami Blues. Yeah, he was yeah, in yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, Meg Ryan movie. Um, that I can't remember the name of now for some reason, but it was really it was one of my favorite Meg Ryan films actually. But,
0: but it was like so much of what he did too was predicated on his on his looks to a certain extent, right? Um, and I think Baldwin's a better actor than Brendan Fraser, but you had some of the same thing. I mean, Baldwin looks a lot different now than he did in those films, right? But you see him in in a film like The Departed when he's there for five minutes, and you're like, holy shit! Like <laughs> he, he's the best thing in the movie, right? And I wonder if Fraser moves into something. Akin to that, where he gets different material to sort of act in a different or maybe more uh, fully formed way.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, he did the Fargo TV series, I think, right? I, yeah. Was that the last season that he, he did, or he, was it the third one? Yeah, he was right also now. in that. I think it was a.
0: I don't know if it was a Paramount Plus series, but the Condor. Oh, uh, right. The, re- the that. remake of like I saw like one episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> It, whatever it's on I, that may be like the one service i don't i don't have right <laughs> um, but he he was in that and he briefly like the first episode but he was probably the best thing the best thing and it played this like really kind of menacing you know baddie
1: i'm i'm i think the whole premise of the whale interests me obviously you know it's Um, I really liked mother. I thought that was I don't know if you saw um,
0: I so I Haven't seen it. Um, it's one. I I like Aronofsky. I I like most of his stuff though. I don't know I feel like he got a little too um, Sentimental with with films like uh, black swan and really So I think what I mean by sentimental is that kind of over overly emotional Mm -hmm. Right. um where it's just like melodrama, right? May, sure. may, maybe maybe right. melodramatic might be a better way to 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 think of it. Um so I kind of like I don't know backed away a little bit. So I, I mean it's like I own Mother but I haven't watched it yet, right? <laughs> so it's like one of those um cuz I but
1: again like I I
0: love Jennifer Lawrence too. I th- I think that she's um
1: yeah, and I, I, mean, I think there was there was some backlash to Mother in in, in sense of like it, it, it cuz it can vary... Easily go off the rails for you. I I can see where you could not connect with it like but that was a movie literally I like the night after I saw it. I like woke up in a cold sweat like there was like legitimately frightening to me like it was um And so I yeah, I really liked I and to to be fair like that guy Got a hundred million dollar movie made about Noah building the art and it really wasn't about Noah building the art But I mean, but a hundred million dollar kind of secular film yeah. based on a a few paragraphs in the Old Testament. Uh, That's an impressive I, theme.
0: I no I think he's really interesting. And I'm really interested to see what he does with this material because it, it feels like it's a little more
1: I don't know, um sparse? A little yeah, a little it, more It feels insular. Um, yeah. It feels I, 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 like right now, when I think about it, I I worry that it goes into Copland territory, <laughs> which I don't if the um the movie where Yeah, I know. I what's not
0: to love about Copland?
1: <laughs> Mang I, I think Mangold actually came into his own yeah. much later on in his career. Oh no, he did, yeah. Because this think, was an early I mean but was that was his first one. It was it was I think it was his second, okay. if I'm not mistaken. He did a movie called Heavy, which is again another one of those ones um where it this feels kind of like that? Yeah. Where it was that's Liv Tyler and um, I can't remember the guy's name. He was in Beautiful Girls and he was in Identity. The kind of heavy set bartender in Beautiful Girls.
0: Oh yeah, the and the, who played sort of the 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 prisoner and identity. Yes, what is that? He yeah. can do the thing with his eyes. Right? where yeah. his eyes like twitch back
1: and. Forth. and I forget his name. It's something I, I always like it's something close to the name, but I know it's yeah. obviously not. he's I mean, he's really one of those like that guys in movies. Yeah, You're like you
0: know that guy,
1: and, and he's great. No one
0: can remember his name, but we all know. Yeah, <laughs> yes, in right. beautiful girls, right? We got apps. I mean, right. he's that we guy. Yeah. He's. Uh, uh, stinky. Um, <laughs> they call him Stinky. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: And then, uh, then what's eating Gilbert Grape? It kind of like yeah. falls along the same lines of what's eating Gilbert Grape. So, so, like, so worrying about this presentation of, of, well, in this film, right, Brendan is supposed to be like, what,
0: 300 pounds, right? Six. Oh, like 600. Six. Okay. Like he's, okay, so he's, he's right, right. So this
1: representation of of overweight people or, you know, yeah, it's a tricky, I, I, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm interested in seeing it. I don't ever trust, um, uh, festival audiences because it's such a like you always I, I mean I've not been to a ton of them But I've been to some that have been local and you just want to like those movies Yeah, and yeah. you're way more forgiving when you watch them there with a crowd that's going to be loving I mean, and it's that that obviously if you got a filmmaker or an actor or an actress in the audience, you're not gonna And we've got, got this backstory right right as right. well
0: and that and that already colors some of the reception
1: um, to Yeah that. I mean I can count, you know, very few times where I've walked into a festival film where I've just gone like, oh, "Well, that was garbage and I never want to see I mean, I never want to see it again." So, um, and it's happened, but it's uh, but it's pretty rare. So, yeah. I will reserve judgment. Um, same thing with so I'm, I'm like I'm tentatively excited about Amsterdam and the Whale. I don't know when the Whale's going to actually, you know, hit audiences, right. but uh right. um, Unfortunately, the I am I am very that what's there's a there's a few movies that are going on at the Texas Theater while I'm going to be gone out of town. Uh, the infernal Infa- the Infernal Affairs trilogy is going to be, yeah. and like I really want to see those. I know. I know. Um, well, and, and Daisies is playing this weekend yeah, at the yeah. Texas Theater
0: as well. Um, I mean, and, and these coincide with those with the new Criterion releases,
1: um, right? Yeah, it's but no,
0: the Infernal the Infernal Affairs trilogy is. Is, is just fucking great yeah it's yeah, just it's, great um yeah I'm gonna try to get to those. I don't know and then they're playing Maybe Departed after the fact that, so um good so you don't have to like stay and watch it <laughs> do you not like the Departed I think it's fine I think it's fine I mean so, I'm just not I, yeah I, I don't know I mean I am not I am not as <laughs> as like crazy about scorsese i think as a lot of people are i'll say i
1: i am i mean just to lay it out there and be full disclosure i am a scorsese apologist
0: i didn't really like yeah.
1: the, the i mean like the irishman to me doesn't deserve a criterion release that that wasn't uh, one that i would have yeah especially before oh, there's this whole slew of scorsese and i know they did a lot of his early stuff and but and raging bull just came out right. so i'm assuming that basically everything else is going to get sure um and they probably won't uh do um but I, I i do agree with scorsese's take on movies and on <laughs> right. like cinema
0: no i, I really do like because i think i mean i think yeah the marvel films are yeah they're they're carnival rides right or what are their amusement park rides yeah I, so I'm, I'm i'm with him on all of that i just think that you know I, I, some of his stuff i i can tend to sort of like you know, take or leave or
1: what do you uh, think you felt differently about it if it wasn't a remake of infernal affairs no no, because it also feels like he, he's using a lot of tricks that he used in Goodfellas. I will say a lot of it. Yeah, I agree with you there. So I will say a lot of the overt symbolism in The Departed gets a little annoying, especially on it's, multiple on multiple yeah. views. And it, it, just, it didn't need to be there. It adds really, I don't know. Scorsese is such a master usually when it comes oh, to yeah. stuff like that, and especially like hiding it. But like, yeah, even the, the ending scene where the rat's running across the window. So that, there's I, a little I, too okay. on the nose. Okay, yeah. I I get I it's I find that movie ultimately watchable so I end up watching it a lot I mean like if it's on I'll I'll just I I and it's also one of the ones I've seen enough where I can just I mean, it's so There's the barrier to entry is so small Like so I can just jump in anywhere and pick it up and not have to worry about where it is also I will say this about that movie particularly is Nicholson is so good in it that i think sure. that's what kind of sure. elevates it yeah. for me is that just watching him and knowing that that's his last role or if that i mean and and will right. be probably right. it's just is is he's so yeah. good in it
0: yeah I, I like i said i it it is it is very watchable um i yeah i like it fine <laughs> um are you a uh, park chan wook fan at all? i am yeah, yeah i am i'm um, really interested to see this new the decision to leave that's coming yes, out yeah I'm, i mean it's it's weird because like y- you've seen the vengeance trilogy mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Yeah. Been, and then have you seen jsa
1: i haven't i got it's really cool. into I, I i got really into japanese cinema right around the time like the asian film festival in dallas was like a um, kind of a midnight screening for a while. So they actually yeah. do if they do a, a full-on festival um, But when they were first first starting out, they were kind of an underground They would just show up and do midnight movies at, the, at the Magnolia and things like that yeah. And then they would just pop into other film festivals and like show Battle Royale the ring and things like that sure so, sure but JSA was one that always kind of like for whatever reason um, Just kind of got away from me.
0: It was yeah, it was that was interesting. That was one of his early ones Like I It think, was like yeah. his like, second or third film um yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting how he's moved into these, like, almost Hitchcockian love mm-hmm. stories, right? With with Handmaiden and Stoker and uh, Little Drummer Girl. Yeah. Um, with the aforementioned Florence, Florence Pugh. <laughs> right. Um, and so this one, yeah, I'm really interested to see this one. I mean, he's he's another, I think, director that I will go and check out whatever whatever he does. Right, um, yeah. You know, to, but I think that's coming out October. 14th I, I don't know how or I don't know I think it's gonna play at the Angelica Okay here I'm um, in
1: Dallas and yeah, so be good, I think so so that The Angelica's been me. playing mostly mainstream shit for yeah, a while I, So like I know it's just a, it's just a weird Time like it's like it's like everything I, I, I keep Pretty good track of what's at the Texas and I usually Can never go for whatever I mean it's so far away But then right um, It's just it would be so nice if there was something like that here
0: something else that i'm looking forward to let me give you one more film and i'll let you riff on pta okay yeah sure sure yeah so um a film called nanny stars anna diop and michelle monahan okay and anna diop plays an immigrant from i should have written that down too but anyway she's an immigrant in new york she's working as a nanny for michelle monahan and so You know things don't go as well as they should right. And I believe there's a kind of like supernatural element that comes into play But really it's it's about class struggle. It's about economic struggle. It's about race between two people Um, Yeah, I
1: think I've seen it was a Sundance
0: like grand jury winner. Okay uh, last year. Yeah Um, So it was a big hit Um, It looks really interesting so, there's I'm excited for that.
1: There's a and I'm getting no signal here, so I'm not. I'm getting nothing pulling up. There's a movie called Funny Pages. It's playing at the end. at the, at the
0: Yeah. The end. Owen Klein. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, so
1: I'm interested in seeing that. I've, yeah. heard, I've heard good things coming out of um, New York, the New York Film Festival, um, which is some yeah um yes i'm I'm interested in seeing what owen klein i'm always interested to see when like a when a kid who's grown up in the in the industry like see what he does first time and it's gotten good reviews so yeah it's streaming as well i believe it it. is yeah Uh it's available now yeah so um there is another one that i I would recommend that i saw out of uh um the oak cliff film festival which is i love you dad um which with the Patton oswald film it's not it's not groundbreaking by any means, but it's a really fun and it's
0: comedy. an interesting premise, right? Yeah. The father and son are sort of um, estranged, yes. And so he creates this account. The, the father, Patton Oswalt, <laughs> creates this account on on some form of social media. I'm not sure which, right? But as as so who's like catfishing his son, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. And, it,
1: and it and 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 he creates a fake uh, account for a real person. So like he he encounters this girl oh. in a diner. And then uses her and then and then uses her to get back in with his son where he all he really wants to do is keep track of it. But then it's 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 really it's really well done in the sense that it like it takes you to the brink of 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 just ridiculous cringe and does it in such a way that it's just it's really like I said, it's lighthearted and it's, it's a lot of fun. Um,
0: and that that's streaming and so is funny pages so i yes. think yeah, yeah they're both yeah. like vod or whatever yeah yeah i mean go to the theater if you can right um definitely, support your support your local theater um if you have a local the theater. theater um that isn't you know <laughs> an amc or some kind of you know conglomerate that uh, hell, hell even
1: support those guys I yeah don't, I mean, like, I don't, yeah i mean
0: like so so that we have theaters to continue to go to
1: this is a call to arms if you're listening <laughs> Yeah, get out in the middle of the day. Like if you don't feel safe, and I, I understand that.
0: AMC if, Tuesday discounts, right? Right, yeah, yeah, get out in the middle of the day. You, you're working from home anyway. Just don't. Take a long time. Just lunch. don't go to work. Just say no, right? Just opt out.
1: Right. You can work. Look, you work from nine. Quit quietly and quit loud. Right. <laughs> work from nine to noon. Go see a movie from noon to two, and then work, you know, from. Two to whatever. Yeah. It's two to two thirty. Yeah, two to two thirty and call perfect. it a day. That's perfect.
0: Okay, all right. So of, the, Thomas Anderson. The Fort Worth Film the Fort Worth Film Club is screening
1: the master on the twenty first of September. At, yeah, twenty first of September at Stage West at seven thirty PM is showtime. Seven PM will be the uh, pre-show. They are also showing a member-only screening. So if you're interested in that, uh, they're showing a member-only screening of There Will Be Blood. Um, but it, you can go out to the Fort Worth. If you go out to the Patreon um, and look for the Fort Worth Film Club, you can find there. And it's an easy sign-up if you want to do that. Google it. Uh, just Yeah, just just use your you know, do, your computer do a Google. Google, You'll be okay. And then I am also a uh, – I have a nonprofit. And since COVID happened uh, – Underneath the umbrella of my nonprofit, I've been hosting a weekly um, online screening on Cosme. Uh, It's an application that you can host uh, movies on and I will be screening on the 29th. I will be screening um, Sydney or Hard Eight, whichever you wanna call it uh excellent so and so that's a lot of fun if you haven't done that um you know uh, i'm my foundation is called the real house foundation you can find us out on facebook the real house foundation uh it's with uh, two e's r-e-e-l um so we're out there you can find the event out there it'll be out on our on the fort worth film club instagram as well so we'll be screening mostly paul thomas anderson movies uh, there Will Be Blood was a member voted um, in it and won over Boogie Nights, was I think was a, our. I think Sydney was number two and Boogie Nights was number three. So okay,
0: and we'll put these in the show notes as people with podcasts, uh, <laughs> right? Actually yeah, say in the episode show notes. Um,
1: so. And if we didn't say so, There Will Be Blood is playing at the ISIS Theater downtown Cowtown at the ISIS in the Stockyards in Fort Worth. So, so
0: if you're in the DFW Metroplex area, come out, say hi. Right. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. See some movies. See talk some. About see them. some.
1: I mean, see yeah. some movies that deserve to be seen on the big screen, especially there will be blood. I I've, I've seen it a few times. I've seen it in 35 millimeter. um, And it is just, it's just amazing. It's just beautiful. I mean, like, and it's one of those things too. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, do you want to equate it to PTA or do you want to equate it to Daniel Day-Lewis and Paul Dano? I mean, it's I think it's an equal measure, right? But
0: I think it's a confluence of things. I mean, so, I mean, this is the thing, like, there will be blood. I mean, you've got Daniel Day-Lewis, um, Paul Dano, but also, and, and PTA. And then you've got that score from Johnny Greenwood. I think all of these things come together to create, yeah, I mean, not only is it visually striking right but then the score comes in and then those performances as well i mean so
1: yeah that's the one thing i love about pta is that um i it's he's done that director thing where he's built a stable of actors and and used it to his benefit and done it with you know and obviously even the people that I guess he's he when he started out, he obviously impressed the right people. So he had Philip Baker Hall. And when he did his short for coffee and cigarettes, yeah, which was the precursor yeah. to Sydney, um, he it's him. It's Wes Anderson and it's Tarantino that have these stable of actors that he knows how to work with and gets the best. And of course, look, he's not dealing with chumps, right? I mean, but he's also pulling in people that know his dialogue it's you know it's almost a man thing too like it's where they know how to work with him and he knows how to work with them it's like so it's just it's it's just like you said this perfect confluence of like people and then of course you've got when you pull Daniel Day-Lewis in and get the kind of performances that you get out of him which are just I mean just that unhinged and just just beautiful I I will say about them like I like I think of his films Magnolia was the one that spoke to me the most and I know that's probably I think you know he's even said at this point he would probably cut it down you know if he were to make it again but two VHS cassettes when I got it from Blockbuster (laughs) right exactly Um, it like it's one of those he's so interesting to me because he is so like the 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 steps that he makes if you look at any sort of director's career over the first three films any sort of auteur right um, the leaps that he makes from making Heart 8 to Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights which was clearly the movie the, to me Boogie Nights was clearly the movie that he wanted to make first but no one's because well, he made that short right, about he made the Dirk story, Diggler right, yeah, yeah. And, but no one was going to give him the 15 or 10 million dollars that it was going it's, to it's very Wachowski um, that yeah. they weren't going to give them that much money to make The Matrix to begin with um, and he, The Matrix wasn't even about porn <laughs> right and so like I, I wonder what I would love to have been in the room when they decided to green light Boogie Nights off of heart eight, because by all measures heart. I mean, like, it's one of those things where it's just okay, you can we like the script and you can deliver a film. So we'll trust you with this small amount of money. We'll bring in Mark Wahlberg will bring in a slew of people who will work for nothing essentially. I mean, but but huge heavy hitters. Julianne Moore. You got. Bert. I mean, I'm sure they. The, I'm sure the biggest expenditure at that movie was Burt Reynolds. I was going to say yeah. Um, and then other, I mean,
0: but even Burt Reynolds at that stage of his like life career was like sure why not. I mean
1: yeah. I mean like what okay. I mean he was probably coming off of striptease and and that's basically it. Yeah. I, I, and, yeah. and and looking terrible in those movies that he would. Right. I mean like his right. late his mid early mid nineties were awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the, so coming into boogie nights, that movie being his kind of pulp fiction, and then really doing Magnolia, which I understand. There were a lot of people who didn't like Magnolia. I mean, I think critics liked it a lot. Um, it just, I, I fucking loved the Ricky Jay stuff at the beginning. I loved the voiceover, the, I mean, the, the frog, f- the frogs worked for me. Like that, that whole thing, like the whole Amy Man piece of, like that, that, where they're singing this. I mean, that just fuck- Amy Mann side note, because I constantly ask myself on a daily
0: basis, what would Amy Man do? Uh, I mean, I did not know she was married to Michael Penn.
1: I didn't know that either. It's her birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday, Amy Mann. (laughs) I'm sure you're (laughs) listening, right?
0: Um, So PTA directed um, Michael Penn's Try video Mm for his song. And Michael Penn scored Boogie Nights, right? Michael Penn, he of no myth fame, right? Right, He is Romeo in black jeans. We know this. Um, I've had that song stuck in my head all day. I can't get it. It's catchy as fuck. Whatever, right? Um, I didn't know they were married. They've been married for like 24 years. I, I had like today. no idea. I mean, like, anyway. Okay.
1: Like in the Till Tuesday
0: mm-hmm. days? I mean, like... This it? was like... This would have been like after Till okay. Tuesday, right? Michael Penn, the one Penn brother, right? Right, that's still... yeah. Still one alive and you don't
1: like hear bad things about so way to go, Michael Penn. Right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. God. No, no. Um, <laughs> Chris Penn's always I, that guy is such a tragedy to me. Um, oh, I know. I guess because and it's it's a weird like that whole I, that, that'll be another we'll put a pen in that because yeah. that'll be another oh, conversation. Oh, good one, good one. That was terrible.
0: <laughs> that that pun was
1: awful. All right. Uh. <laughs> That's what I bring to the table. That's what I bring to the table. I will say, like, I I did not like the one-two punch of the master and inherent vice. Um, probably the 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 low points for me in, in his career. Like I, I I don't necessarily. I like. I, I I like the master. I don't sure. love it necessarily, sure. um, and I need to revisit it again. So I'm looking forward to it's like, like between now and when we record again. I'm looking forward to like going back yeah. and like really kind of um, taking a look, even to the even to Magnolia. Um, but just obviously, I need to kind of dig into the master again because it was one of the ones that I I've probably seen the least. Um, so it's it, so I I just remember watching Inherent Vice in the theater and thinking, okay, well this is clearly a misstep. And I, I but honestly, I need to revisit that as well. I think. Um, I think that one's one that may sit with me better after multiple viewings. Yeah. Um
0: Yeah, I, I mean I don't know about like uh a, adapting a Pynchon novel. I right. mean I mean even if it is a more kind of like you know, genre y Pynchon novel, um I, I just can't imagine that was easy like, right. at all. And trying to capture what's on the page with a guy like Pynchon on film, I just can't <laughs> imagine yeah, I mean, look, look, I'm not, I'm not a huge pension fan. I think he's fucking brilliant. I mean, I think he is just like one of the smartest cats to ever do anything. But uh, yeah, I'm reading. I mean, he's not of, he's not really for me.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm reading it here in Vice now. And it's, okay. it's um, just because I was a completist. But I, um, and I had not read it before. Um, Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's Pynchon, right? It's thick. It's 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 not well, and it's something, heady. I mean, it's right, just. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't forgive you at all like it's just you gotta like pay the fucking attention to every single word yeah, and like <laughs> I
0: just I don't know I mean I've tried to read Pynchon a number of times and it was like no no, I mean, no you know, dice and, and and I mean I, I enjoy some of his shorter things um, some of his short stories that I read in school e- emails that he sent and stuff yeah like yeah no his emails are great <laughs> um, <laughs> I like his appearance in David Hadew's, uh Positively 4th Street book um, where he talks about uh, Richard and Mimi Farina mm, and how because no. he was he was best friends with Farina um, and he was in their wedding photo <laughs> it's like the only photo of him but he's wearing like a fake nose and glasses nice so I mean yeah so
1: yeah that was my those are my favorite pension stories uh, so do you have a what, what's your take on Pta I'm assuming you're a fan but
0: I, yeah i'm 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 a fan I um <sighs> I I agree, kind of on the take of, of the master and inherent vice. I enjoyed the master, I think, but I think I enjoyed the master more for the performances. Right, right I, mean, sure. I mean that cast is incredible with with um, Hoffman and um, and Phoenix Adams. and Amy Adams yeah. and uh, Jesse Plemons. Yeah. and I mean all of these people that come in there and the stuff they're doing is just it's it, it's incredible. Um, Boogie Nights and Magnolia were the two for me that really I was like, oh okay, like like these are these are really great. Like this is this is something cool, this is something interesting, this is something new. Um, and then, yeah, with There Will Be Blood, it was almost like this apotheosis, right? This, right, this like, yeah. pinnacle of something where everything just came together in a way that it... That, yes, these things were excellent before, but this was like, wow, you know, that's that's it. Um, I, I have to say, I know we haven't really talked about this, but I can't get into liquor's pizza really i'm having such a hard time one i kind of find the relationship creepy right <laughs> yeah <laughs> no there like, is what that? is going on here but also i like and i know that they're both young actors and um alana hame and uh what's his name what's no, the It's uh, connor hoffman. connor hoffman um i mean these are like uh, yeah I mean, really connor early is early 15, roles I right yeah. yeah um but you can feel, or at least I can feel, a kind of stiltedness in the performance that, that I that I don't think is just the director saying, hey, do this. It's not a Yorgi Lanthimos-like film where he's like, you know, be weird and be sort of like cardboardy. <laughs> right. It just feels a little less sort of natural than, than a lot of it, the other performances that I think
1: PTA yeah. gets out of people. It does kind of have that Departed feel to it like for this is a Licorice Pizza is to Boogie Nights what Departed is to yeah, Goodfellas yeah I, I the one thing that I had I, I liked Licorice Pizza but again I think I went in wanting to like Licorice Pizza because the stories I mean like not the story the story of the film itself and having Connor be there and, and right, right. taking up the mantle and kind of things and and and, and they're engaging and um, in their own right and, and, and but it does the, the movie doesn't do a good job of translating a passage of time so when they do finally get together yeah you're right the the, the storyline and the and the 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 age difference because again I, I, well, I was watching it and i had to go back and read okay well, that, this takes place over a year or two years i think yeah. it's just a year but like so where he's grown up a little bit but you don't it doesn't really translate homeboy still in high school though right i mean sure, that's
0: like yeah. i don't care <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like here's if if he was 18 and she was 28 that's Completely different, right? But that's like fifteen and twenty-five, and I'm like, dude is in high school, and that's just like I know he's um, worldly and he's worldly and, and he's and he's and really trying to mac hard, right? But <laughs> right. but I, mean, um, I I also I mean I know sort of like the vignette structure, mm-hmm. right? I mean it's not a new thing, not a new thing to him, but it didn't. It almost felt a little too whimsical, it a little too silly. precious, yeah. right? Yeah, a little um, little tweet maybe. So that, I think that was
1: the other thing that kind of put me off. Yeah, I I think, and I like twee things, right? Sure, so, sure I mean, right. Yeah. I I do think I was expecting more of a more of a purpose to the plot. It, it was just, and again, I appreciate day I mean, I appreciate dazed and confused types of films. you right? You sure. just you're dropped into it, sure. and you just you're just kind of going from you're wandering from 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 person to person right uh, but this obviously wasn't that you're following a throughput a through line for two people um and then the people who come into contact with them but again it's the, and there's a very small arc for those two i think again a lot of it for me and again this is just superficial shit but like it was the first film that you, you see after, like it was the first like big theatrical release after post COVID, right, when theaters right. are opening up again. Yeah, context matters. I mean, and uh, yeah, yeah, I would not say it's it was one of my favorite. I will say I liked it. I liked the musical cues in it. I, I, um, and I liked, I liked the performances. But yeah, as a whole, I think the parts are are greater for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I totally get it. I mean, it's it's not going to hold up, and it's probably not one that I'm going to revisit all that often. Like, I I will constantly go back to Boogie Nights. Right. Um, right. I, I don't go back to Magnolia as much because Magnolia to me is heavy. Like it's shortcuts to me. It's 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 yeah. Just, that's it's, a, it's hard to get back into. It, it is heavy. It is weird, um,
0: and it's a little bit dark. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and it's long. Um, and it is no, I mean, so it's long. it's it's yeah, it's not a film that I go back and just like, oh, you know what I'm gonna do today? It's a Sunday afternoon. I'm just gonna put on Magnolia because I need to hear Tom Cruise say respect
1: the <laughs> right? <laughs> and to be fair, it feels long. Like in all my favorite movies that are long, and I and I love Magnolia. It's probably my favorite of his. It's not one of my favorite movies necessarily, just because it feels like it. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's not exactly easy to watch. When I go into Boogie Nights. Even though Boogie Nights has that kind of, I would almost say the, the, the wrap up of Boogie Nights is a little twee.
0: Oh, very. Mu- oh, yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's it's. I mean, it's very much like let's put a ribbon on this. Oh, and wait. Let's put a bow on this too. Let's put some <laughs> sprinkles on it. I mean, it, but it's very neat, right? It's very you know packaged and neat and right. and sunny and
1: yeah. It's yeah, it almost has a, to be to a certain extent. A little extent, saccharine. Right? I mean, yeah. well, as soon as like. Yeah, as soon as you get into the, uh, the you know, the the store opening, and, and 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 he's doing the film for that, and it's it's yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of like neat little yeah, like you said, there's a neat little bows put up on yeah. everybody's story, when, and I guess that's probably to its to its credit to be honest, because if it had gone dark, I don't think it would have been as popular right. as as it was.
0: Well, it had that big dark turn, right,
1: right, right. And I mean,
0: and I think that's something that I mean. I'm trying to think back to some of his other films, but he does that where you can see this kind of shift coming, right? Right. And then it turns, and it goes dark, and then it kind of comes back. Um, yeah. I mean, except in there will be blood. It's just, it's just blood. Which <laughs> right. I mean, It's
1: just it's just Tweety. Just blood. blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: It's just completely Twee. I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis is as Twee
1: as they come (laughs) um (laughs) but no i'm looking forward to like watching them again i'm I'm, I'm actually looking forward to watching um the master again i'm i'm obviously i mean as everyone is a big philip seymour hoffman fan so i will say but um what one of the points i wanted to bring up we can bring it up during the master as well but like what do you what do you think about um anderson's obsession's the wrong word but interest in Adam Sandler I mean so so let me let me let me kind of put into what I where I'm coming from in this. okay is that Adam Sandler has this like re- Reputation especially right around the time you did punch drunk love sure where there were a lot of what you would consider A-list directors Tarantino tall Thomas Anderson right and then of course as we get closer to timeline now It's the Safdie brothers that were really in, that saw something in Adam Sandler sure. that I guess other people, I don't know if the general movie going public saw, like they sure, were just like sure, weirdly sure. obsessed with, cause Tarantino um, has a cameo and little like, Nicky that was, you know, and obviously right, little Nicky, right, little Nicky right. is like the, but yeah, Tarantino came out and was like, you know, they were asking him, you know, who's the one guy you want to work with? And he's like, you I mean, know Sandler, I want to yeah. work with Sandler. Like that guy's got, it was a weird, like, and again, I'm not, nothing, nothing to denigrate Sandler. Although I will say, I, you know, his choices suck for the most part, but yeah. like, and but, then they've made him rich beyond his yeah. dreams. So yeah, far be it for me to to judge. But uh, but I mean, like it's one of those things where like if you've uh, as from an outsider looking in, right. you've been given this gift of like being able to be this like a legitimate like actor. I mean, Punch Drug right. Punch Drug. He was great in Punch Drug Love. He's great in I, Uncut Gems. It's, I think I think that. Uh, <laughs> You watch Sandler and stuff, and I think that
0: even though a lot of times he's ridiculous and absurd, there is something that's sort of like simmering underneath there. And I don't just mean like the anger, because in so many of his movies, he has these like outbursts, like, you know, when McDonald's breakfast stops serving at 10.30 and like loses his shit, right? Yeah, he has those moments, but there's also, there's something else there, I think, that is a little more on the serious side, a little more on the intense side. And I think that's what these guys probably respond to. And I think that his choices... Punch Drunk Love and Uncut Gems. I don't think that anybody could get those performances out of him, which are really right. two completely different performances, right? And I think PTA is quirky and like his films are quirky enough where Sandler can find that kind of mode to be, yeah, a serious actor, a real a real actor, right? <laughs> but also bring something just off kilter enough to it, right? Where that fits his, right? His then you know bigger kind of mo. Yeah. And the same thing with like uncut chimps, right? He can be this kind of unhinged, like um, making everyone anxious, and
1: yeah. And I and I yeah, I think if you look at the the performance in Punch Drunk Love, it's not significantly different than that would. Then it's restrained. But it's not significantly different than what you'd seen in Happy Gilmore or or,
0: or Billy Madison to that extent. But it's the, yeah, it's the restraint that then allows for that, you know, serious acting to really kind of come through. And, and, I mean, yeah, it's a different version of of Happy Gilmore, but it's the Happy Gilmore that's more contemplative.
1: Yeah, it, it makes me wonder, like, because, you know, obviously, and you're right to the extent of he needs a good director because james l brooks really couldn't get it out of him in spanglish i don't know yeah, i don't know who directed the cobbler like the cobbler wasn't terrible but like his other um his other kind of outings into serious acting like quote unquote serious acting sure still kind of fall flat and also like and you know but he and he goes so far back into the just lowest common denominator like yeah. it's, it's weird to me like. It's it's a guy that seemingly knows, and again, maybe he just doesn't care because the truckloads of money that he has, but and he does stuff with his friends, right? I mean, sure, right? Yeah, he does stuff when he wants to go on vacation. He'll yeah. do grown up six or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's um, but to that extent, like, I will say when I first saw Billy Madison, I and again, I may have been giving it too much credit. I thought that was one of the most subversive and like and like sure. just subtly. I mean, like laugh out loud funny, but just like huge digs at like all of these tropes and like just, and just the, the whole genre. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was brilliant. And I was like, okay, this, this is what he's going to be sure. setting the world on fire. And then, I mean, granted, I don't begrudge anybody for doing water boy or big daddy or things like that. I do begrudge them for doing things like the ridiculous six and, yeah. this, and then falling into the <laughs> right, falling into the Netflix trap of, but again, it's just a matter of driving a bunch of money up to right your, into your right. house. And then that's what you're going to do. Um, it's interesting to me that that um, That didn't happen and maybe it was just it was Just timing but that that hasn't happened for like Carrie Like why isn't Netflix driving a 300 million dollar truck up to Jim Carrey right now? And, oh, and, right? And, He's kind of removed himself from a lot. Yeah, of he like, did say he was retiring yeah. from acting yeah. um, And I think that he got burnt but he and he clearly dove I think he did probably what we I'm accusing Sandler of not doing which was diving in head first into these serious actor roles and just coming up short right yeah I mean, just
0: um, yeah i mean look i mean other than eternal sunshine right uh, the truman show and even the truman show he got to play kind of a yeah a, just a, 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 a variation of, of that right um the the kaufman uh film Man in the moon uh, i think that's a that different kind of story but he's still i, I mean
1: you know the person I, who was supposed to play um Kaufman and Tony Clifton.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. He had a contract. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a pay or play deal, and, and uh, luckily that movie bombed, so they didn't have to pay him anything. Um, no, Ed Norton was the other person. Oh, okay, because okay. it was a Milos Forman film. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and and I, I forget what did they do together before then, but uh, but yeah, Ed Norton was the guy, and of course, Carrie was seen as more bankable. I would have really yeah. liked to have seen that Ed would have been Norton, uh, version of that movie. Not that I, not that Carrie wasn't good, no. but but you just saw Carrie, right? Yeah. And then it, then Carrie used it to become insufferable, like like Kaufman did in a in a weird way, which right. is right. unfortunate. Except Jim Carrey didn't have Tony Clifton right. to help him right. through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, at, and, and at a certain so, point, you're you're just imitating an idol, which had, or had Jerry done Lawler. Right. <laughs> right.
0: So. <laughs> you know. Right. Right. So I mean, this is this is interesting because I, I I'm interested to to then carry on this kind of vein of conversation. Um, with the master. And I think looking at or talking about um, Joaquin Phoenix, too, and and sort of what does Joaquin, what does PTA get out of Joaquin Phoenix, right? Um, And we'll save this, right?
1: Yeah, because Joaquin's at an interesting point in his career like I think we're in a really good time for interesting filmmakers right now. Um and I, maybe we always have been and people just kind of lament the the marvelization of well, everything that's gone on. There.
0: Right because it's been like such a almost monoculture with some of these like superhero films that I think I mean maybe that that tide is kind of, you know, well, going I th- away now and, and I we think are some, sort of opening back up
1: to Yeah, I think there's some fatigue even with yeah. even within the even within the diehards, right of of not true i think there's people that will go see things out of a matter of completion and and, 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 and out of enjoyment i'm not going to sort of belittle anybody who enjoys those movies um, i will <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean I, I, it's i it i will be i'm worried in general about movie theaters and movies um, not only from a from a Marvel perspective, which I think is fine. I think you need the big roller coasters to get people in for the of course you know, right, for the for, you right. Know, for the for the for the stage it, show. It, it whatever, pays right? for that, right? I mean,
0: it, it, right.
1: It foots it the bill for the smaller, more auteur tour driven. You know, and they're giving and to Marvel's credit, they're giving, you know, they're giving interesting directors a chance to to make these big budget movies, and hopefully they can take that then back to scale them back and, and make, oh, you know,
0: God, well, we're not talking about the Eternals. No, 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 I'm not talking about
1: Chloe. <laughs> uh, but I mean, but that's a good, but but that's an interesting, I mean, again, it's, it's fine that, that I, I like that they're reaching out to people. Yeah. yeah. Again, the minute you see Cohen brothers make fucking um, the Fantastic Four movie, which I would fucking see. I would see that. I Yeah. I, I, okay. Uh, <laughs> Why be, hasn't that happened? Like, <laughs> right? I this mean, is like, a good question. I mean, um, you know, they, they, the one Cohen brother did Shakespeare. Yeah, okay, I think it's time to do right. comic books, right? Yeah. The Safdie brothers doing Ghost Rider or something along those lines. I mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> just give me something. Like, oh, yeah. man, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> Let's make it happen. Um, and I, I know. I know. In terrible. addition to Amy Mann, I'm sure Kevin Feige is listening to this. Let's make those two things happen. Just tell me where I need to. With
0: know. an Amy Mann soundtrack. <laughs>
1: yes, it's a, a, a Ghostwriter movie directed by the Safdies with an Amy Mann techno soundtrack. Let's see what that. That's perfect. That's perfect. Till Tuesday, back together. Get, yes. Right? So, get till. Yes. yes. Um, wow. But you know, I, in general, <laughs> I'm just worried. Like, I, I'm worried what the you know, and again, in the sense of there's a million movies that have been made. So if I have to go back and watch movies from the seventies and eighties and there's all kinds of rabbit holes and that you can go down and wormholes that you, I mean, there's all kinds of rabbit holes. You can go down (laughs) wormholes You can go through, go through. (laughs) Um, and there's all kinds of, uh, you know, different types of cinema. And, um, but you're seeing, again, I'm, you're, you're seeing it now that they, you know, fucking criterion, just announced today that they're, that they're doing wally fine i like wally as a movie i don't want to see a criteria i mean again and criterion did this before this is not the criterion's uh, right. cr- the criterion's defense they've got to do movies that are popular enough to get people into the door for Criterion. so that's why they did right. armageddon that's why they did the rock right and, and right. no no worries right. to that i mean like do what you need to do to that extent um and there's enough boutique dvd places and and uh you know distribution houses that are putting out interesting things but I, I am worried that it's just, you know, not only from a perspective of the only thing people are going to see are these big tentpole popcorn movies, but also all of the garbage that's being put out by the streaming services. No, and I'm not saying no, like there's a lot of prestige television coming out. I think that that's fine. Um, but just the just the deluge of of just junk that, and just for content's sake, that 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 Netflix and these places are putting out that they don't really all they care about is the first two weeks and and keeping people subscribed right? right so right i you know you but you can't convince me to watch i'll watch marvel you can't convince me to watch the next mark Wahlberg, kevin hart buddy film whatever the hell that is on netflix <laughs> spencer Two, right. right i mean and no it's like it's it's just i think you know all of them are just terrible. I mean, there's just no redeeming quality to them whatsoever. So that's what I'm really mm. concerned about, is that there's so much money being poured into these things just to get people to continue to subscribe to your service that... And it's... I don't know if that's diluting what's going on right. at the theaters at as the, well.
0: At the theaters and
1: at the studios. Because I watched, I watched something... And again, I, I watched something the other day on Shudder um, called uh, Anything for Jackson. Um, it's a okay. small... Okay. Canadian um horror film and a bunch of no names in it uh about this elderly couple who they lost their son or they lost their grandson and they join up with the satanic cult and and they kidnap this pregnant as, woman as you want to do you know, right, right, sure. I mean that's the that's the that's the three that's like one of the stages of grief, right? You know, it is depression yeah. join up with the satanic cult Kidnapping. <laughs> right and it you know, it's it's played relatively straight it, it, it But I would have my whole thought when I'm sitting there watching it is that this would have been great in a theater and not to say that I'm glad that Shutter picked it up, and I'm glad that they gave them money to do that. This is not to—they're not really great points together, but this would have played great in a theater, and it would have cost nothing to make and nothing to—if you had dumped it in October and, and put a $10 million budget around marketing it— People are going to go see it. People would go see yeah. it, and you'd make $20 million or $25 million. That's what I hope kind of comes out of all of this, is that there's room for the— Smaller
0: if, budget. Right. If
1: we get back to a, a, a true Sundance, early 90s, late 80s era of dumping money into, um, you know, and I, I like what A24 is doing. I like what Bloomhouse is doing. If you like horror, I mean, it's just a matter of – but Bloomhouse right. will step on some of their own, their own toes. But I, I like what right. A24 is doing. Um, I hope that there are – I hope that Neon is able to keep going and, and I hope there's more coming up like that because otherwise – yeah, we're just gonna get stuck with um, And then the problem is, is that you know, you there then those movies just become harder harder and harder to find I mean, there's cool shit. That's out there. I mean like it, but again, how do you even know about it? As and a, if you don't have all the streaming services, right, 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 which, right, right, right
0: um, No, there is cool. And that's that's the one nice thing about the streaming is that you can find those small movies Right, even though we'd rather see them in the theater and Hopefully people get to them and see them and so then yes, right the odds of them coming back to the theater or, like, m- more
1: movies like that being made or given a budget to do something. Yeah, like, why Why wasn't—I mean, again, I know A24 is A24, but why wasn't Marcel the Shell with Shoes on, like, a huge fucking family hit? Like, why wasn't it a breakout $100 million I mean, movie right. that, that people talked about, right. and you're already talking about, oh, we've greenlit the sequel? <laughs> Top again, Gun,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, I wonder how. I mean, how many screens were movies like that taking up, right? I mean, sure. Because, because, so here in Fort Worth, Marcel Show played at
1: the Modern Art Museum.
0: Yeah, right. It didn't play at AMC. I don't think. Did I think it might have played at Clear Fork. Okay, the, so the, the one, 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 the
1: one, the one place where it has like a, whatever their signature screening or whatever the hell right, they call that. Right.
0: So right. So a, like one of the AMC chains. Right. Right. And and other 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 times, right, four screens are being taken up by Top Gun Maverick, and you know.
1: Which, cool. fine, great. that brought great. people in, but I mean, great. again, but th- that's but, the thing is that yeah. there's nothing after that, right? A, right? And so yeah, how many times can you see Top Gun Maverick? I mean, and, and there's no reason that you couldn't have, I mean, fuck, just do a double feature, right? I mean, <laughs> Top Gun followed up by Marcel, the show. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, that makes sense, yeah. It's Yeah, they tie it perfectly. They're pretty close <laughs> to line in, um, but, but, I mean, to in line and plot. But to that extent, I mean, it, you know, and obviously there's always going to be movies like, that but that movie was primed to, to be and if in a, in a pre-code era it seems like that movie would have been you just played gangbusters yeah it was you could have advertised as because again it was sickly sweet and, and but done but all the themes are there for you i mean right? yeah all and of it, those it, themes of family
0: connection losing i mean
1: and it was done so it's got an interesting animation style it was yeah. really it was done really well yeah. it, you know it, it could it played to to adults as well, and it could have played as well as to kids yeah. but and you could be having Marcel the Shell backpacks and marketing and, I made my own <laughs> right your own Happy Meals and all that kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> and again there's a million obviously movies like that that, that don't get the proper distribution or or, or publication or what, what have you um, but yeah I mean you can only so that's why when you ask me like what am I excited about yeah. like if I go out and look out on IMDb about what's playing next it's just there's like six movies between here and the end of the year and i'm like okay well i mean i'm not interested in really i mean like i'll go see some of them but i'm not interested in any of them and it also like the things like funny pages and i love you dad Are, You know, they they will hit a theater and then immediately the week after or the day after they'll be streaming, right? They're there for
0: a week and people aren't going to go right. Why would you why would you go? Well, because I mean it's a completely different experience. I mean, let's be honest, right? Right. I mean, I mean watching something on a giant screen with other people, right? Versus sitting on your couch right where your phone is right there you can just scroll through that when you get like bored I, yeah, it's a completely different experience. It's a completely different way of immersing yourself into something right And I think that's what we a lot of people don't what we don't think about right We, we think about yes the convenience of watching something at home and I'm guilty of that as well sure. Depending, depending right. on the film right because yeah, you know what? I'd rather rent this for three dollars than like go <laughs> right. out and spend 12 15 20 bucks on a ticket and popcorn or whatever You know right. for like some I mean bullshit movie that i'm just getting out of the house this whatever right, right right but yeah we don't we think about the convenience but we don't think about that bigger way of sitting in that dark room right oh, yeah with other people and having this kind of shared experience not to be too like nicole kidman amc sort of opening <laughs> right this right? is where we fall in love <laughs> somehow heartbreak feels good in a place like this <laughs> so, okay, okay all right give us one last point to like to like Take us uh, out of this because the janitors are coming. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. There's, they're,
1: they're, <laughs> the guy in the back still told me to wrap it <laughs> up. You're like, hey, hey. <laughs> um, so normally I would end these things with like, how do you get in touch with us, or like, what do you want to, what do you want us to talk about, that type of thing. Um, Uh, What are we going to talk about next time? So yeah, I mean, so I'm gonna, so tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm digging in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to watch between now and the 29th when we record again. I'm gonna be trying to watch everything that Paul Thomas Anderson's done. Uh, I actually may try to. I'm going. On a longer plane ride. So I'm going to actually try to finish the it here. At nice. <laughs> Which the is novel. the way we should watch PTA films. Right. Or I'm going to watch them all on a very on tiny your, on screen. On your phone. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I, I really... And I am going to focus on the master. I'll probably... I was going to say we, we want to bring one additional film of his to kind of like... If we do a 3 for kind of thing where... Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, we don't need to focus on the same thing. I mean, I, I'm more than happy to go back and, and dig into um any of them to be to yeah. be fair um i probably will kind of like take some notes about and that kind of just reaffirm my yeah. love for what the yeah um for for magnolia yeah. and yeah. just kind of speak to i know when i when that came out there was a lot of discussion amongst my friends especially about the frog scene and all this kind of a, a lot of the symbolism that that may have lost people when they originally saw the movie um so i mean i'm i'm, I'm going to get back into seeing if I can if I feel the same way and if I defend that if I or if I rail against it at this point if it seems stupid now that I'm <laughs> however many years older than I am than when I watched it the first time.
0: Good. Also, come with another movie that isn't a pta movie right okay right? good so point. Good so point. you know and i think i think the way to describe this best is like when you're when you're at home listening to music and you're like this song makes me think of this song oh wait this song makes me think of this song and before long you've got a pile of records around you and you have no idea where you started right, <laughs> right. um, um it's kind of like association game so I'm, I'm gonna go back and watch the pta stuff and dig into uh, maybe not magnolia <laughs> right but maybe boogie nights here there will be blood right, right? And, and put this in kind of conversation with the master but also put those in conversation with something else not by pt do you want to know what i'm going to bring to the table or no you? okay no All save right. it don't tell, tell me you. i want and because I, I will not tell you okay um and bring a couple right and we'll yeah, kind of sure. we'll go from there because right. i think that's that's a fun way to talk about these things um and 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 maybe maybe you'll bring in some obscure <laughs> uh tasmanian film that no one's heard of right that, that yes. be like oh my god i have to go watch that right So that's the plan for next time.
1: Sounds good. Great.
0: Um, Anything else we need to say?
1: Um, So uh, I'll just kind of do our plugs to to take us out. Excellent. Um, So, yes, if you're in the Fort Worth or Dallas area, we would love to see you out at the Fort Worth Film Club screening of The Master. Again, it's on September twenty-first at Stage West Theater. Um, pre-show starts at seven, and the real show starts at seven thirty. We have a moderated discussion after the film. I unfortunately won't be there, um, but it, it's, it's in good hands while I'm gone. Uh, if you want to join the Fort Worth Film Club Patreon, um, that you can find that on the Patreon as well, and you can find out you can find Fort Worth Film Club and all of the social media links to, to to be able to follow us in Fort Worth. Why we're kind of doing this? There's a loose collective of. Let's just say movie fans movie organizations called the Fort Worth Community Cinema movie nerds. Yes movie nerds and all different kinds of genres So um, there's a gentleman um, named Greg DeGantvoort who's doing uh, a weird Wednesday over at the Southside Preservation Hall It's the first Wednesday of every month. You've missed it this month <laughs> next month. He's going to be playing um Something. <laughs> Usually it's a mystery movie, but he actually did. Usually it's a movie. Yeah, he's going to be playing a movie. Um, the Southside Preservation Hall is a great venue. Um, he has vendors and artists set up before the movie's over. Uh, we're also loosely associated with Trauma Tuesdays. So if you're familiar with uh, Lloyd Kaufman and, and the Trauma team, they do a, um, a screening over at. Um, the Studio Movie Grill in Arlington I think that's on the first Tuesday of every month Uh, I am a uh, uh, the director, executive director of a nonprofit called the Real House Foundation, I would love for you guys to go out there, see which ways you can support us we are um, trying to build a community of film lovers with uh, at risk and underprivileged kids, so what we'll do is um, we seek out donations so that we can bring kids into the theaters and do the same kind of things that we're doing here and with the Fort Worth Film Club where we'll show them a film that they haven't necessarily seen to or or they've not Necessarily seen or been exposed to, and then we'll have a monitor, we'll have a discussion with them afterwards. Uh, it's been great. It's been very rewarding, and um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to do that. But um, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, all the normal podcast things, right? Rate, <laughs> review, subscribe, tell your friends, put it in your mom's car, even though she doesn't. You don't call her enough. Um, <laughs> Say hello to your mother for me. And, oh. right. and uh, no um, and so th- th- this is the first episode. Uh, we will have in our show notes the ability to contact us if you if you have. Um, this will be growing and evolving is what I'm trying to say. So there'll be eventually a forum and, and things like that where we can communicate with you guys on a back and forth basis. Obviously, it's just going to be me and Brock listening to this first time anyway. So, but if you have comments or if you think we said something stupid or let us know about it which um, we did right we yeah, absolutely which we did. did and you probably don't need to let us know cuz we
0: probably <laughs> we aren't aware know about of the it, right? stupid <laughs> things that we
1: said right
0: and i will run them over and over and over again in my head replay the stupid things
1: <laughs> right and until we record again until oh my
0: god okay all right jason thank you for that thank you for the conversation absolutely and, thank uh, you we'll talk again on the 29th we'll, and we'll be here we'll see y'all later all, all right. right thanks guys